I'm Lizanne Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in. Meaning, I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animals I View podcast. Just as we're heading into the season of the eaves, as in All's Hallowed, and the one which must not be named because it's not even October Eve, you know the one I mean, (laughs) it seems non-coincidental as ever that Tarantula would bring us their message today of together. Because we often don't think of spider and other species who have exoskeletons as being among the planet's promoters of together. And we often do think of spiders, snakes, and bats, oh my, as being appropriate for this time of year. Why? Because of the way we tend to repress via our belief systems, the contrast within our own natures, and of course, project it outward into the energetic fields of other beings that we perceive are much more likely to hold that which we reject in ourselves. Meaning, in terms of duality think and duality speak, shadow, darkness, the bad, the negative, etc., etc., etc. Which, from the perspective of the animals, is ridiculous, frankly. (laughs) And perhaps they would add a few other choice words as well. Folly comes into my ear, nonsensical, illogical, self-serving, and truly, definitely this side of effed up. Because they would say, only by knowing, understanding, and embracing your own partner to your own light can you begin to know others. Sounds like Jung to me. And furthermore, they would say, all animals know themselves really well, and so too, we know each other very well, predator and prey alike. And perhaps you are one of those beings in human experience who, for reasons other than your own projected contrast, look perhaps askance at spiders and tarantulas and their family members whose species number more than 40,000, and for which I'll put a link for that number in the podcast notes. It could be that you don't like how many legs they have, more than two, or the number of eyes they have, also more than, what a coincidence, our two, or the fact that they wear their skeleton, that bony hard structure that gives your body its shape, on the outside of their body while your own skeleton is worn on the inside. Truth be told, I know more people who are fearful or jumpy around spiders than I do those who are fearful or jumpy around dogs, for instance. And yet, each animal would say about the other, we're both perfectly fine and legitimate beings in animal experience on Earth. Perception will always be your reality, which, of course, is very true. They're so wise, these animals. (laughs) And yet, just this past week, when more information about which animals migrate on Earth and how far, because we don't normally, as I said, think about spiders as migrating, There also came across my Facebook feed one of my favorite artist's creations of, drumroll please, an emotional support tarantula. 
which are just as cute as you might think they are. And I'll put a link in the podcast notes for these squishy, furry, and delightful stuffed creatures made by Sandra Santera of Windwell Studio, which you can buy on Etsy. Because what better way to shift your awareness of how the deep magic of spider, either in waking or dream worlds, imbues your experience with their own ability to be more deeply connected to earth via eight legs instead of two, and the wise knowing made possible by seeing with more than two eyes, with the lighthearted play of the essence of tarantula, in a way that supports the subtle shift of your perception, meaning... Give a spider some love, y'all, the tarantula way. There also came across my information radar made up of social media, the newspaper, and all the other ways the universe speaks to us and guides us, if we allow, in most waking and sleeping moments of our experiences here, the story of the bar-tailed godwit, G-O-D-W-I-T, a migratory waiting bird whose journey from Alaska down to New Zealand, is both the longest nonstop migration of any animal without feeding. Add on to that, it's also the longest known nonstop flight of any bird. There's a link in the podcast notes about that story, and I'll add a link for tracking the migration of birds at night in your state, particularly at this time of year, so that you may be prompted to go dark, as it were, and add just a little bit less light pollution that runs afoul, pun intended, of what these migrating species don't need more of, which is light, in order to navigate successfully at night when they're going to migrate. Truth be told, what most, if not all, of any migrating species needs less of on this planet as they make their way from one place to another, for perhaps they would submit, deeper instinctual needs by far than most humans in our moving to and fro around the planet, is exactly that, less humans in their way. It's not our mere presence they're happy to share that causes a vexation to them, It's that we simply do not honor who and how they are in the same way as all other animal species on the planet. We insist on making it only about us, our progress, our technological advances, how we like to save human lives first and foremost, and only as a second distant thought under which guilt lies is any conservation effort to save or fix their lives. When all we need to do is realize just how badly we've impacted their lives and their environment, which sometimes we do, it's just that it's late or again when our guilt gets the best of us. Needless to say, they would all chime in with, and you know nothing of your soul paths individually or collectively while you're here on earth and always muddy the clear waters of energy with your existential angst of, but what will I do with my life? then likely as not, many of us transition with a good side helping of regret. No animal on the planet or plant or fungi or crystal ever transitions with nothing but joy, love, and compassion for themselves and every other being with whom their paths have crossed. And certainly there are other migratory species than just birds or spiders. And speaking of which, have you noticed how quiet tarantula is being? 
I have, and when I open to their energy of being associated with the element of Earth, I find exactly that represented. Groundedness, calm, deep fire underneath that is banked for the moment, and a patient willingness to let others, like me, their animal ambassador, speak for and about other species because they trust that their time is coming, and they love nothing better than a good dose of together. There's a lovely stately elegance to tarantula that is evident in the way that they move, each leg seeking its own footing on a path and feeding that information along neural pathways back to their brain and other systems in the body. And it's so interesting to be connected with an animal whose exoskeleton is on the outside of their body. Imagine your body, just for a second, with a hard bony plate of armor with movable joints between the separate plates. We can visualize our own bodies with the rib cage protecting the heart, the lungs, etc., the squishy bits, and the pelvis as well with its bowl of protection for reproductive organs, male or female, and yet that's all on the inside with our vulnerable skin, superficial, and deep muscle tissue that can be injured long before the bone stops the injury, and in many times it does. What would it be like to break a leg, as they say in stage superstition, and know that it's the armor on the outside that's only affected perhaps, and not what's underneath? Crazy, right? I have a hunch that Tarantula came through because of the newspaper article at the end of August in the Denver Post in my home state of Colorado, yet they also know that I'm going to mention and will allow the elk migration here this time of year as well, where I'm quite certain that the elk themselves have a version of a football pool going in which silly human tourists from out of state, it's always the out-of-staters, y'all, is going to end up on the wrong side of a bull elk wanting to get his harem in order for the rut. We have migrating deer here in the state, as well as bison, pronghorn, antelope, and so many species of birds that are too numerous to mention, because even tarantula have their limits in patience. When I googled tarantula migration so I could find the article link for the podcast notes for you all, not surprisingly, I found a number of them dating back to at least 2018, and which were all written this time of year. Nature can be surprising for sure, and yet she is also astoundingly reliable. As a side note, one of my most memorable radio show guests back in the day was the curator of arachnids for the Denver Museum of Science and Nature. It was from her that I first learned that spiders do migrate and that ants form complex social networks in their groups. Up until that point, I thought it was mostly just bees who had the social complexity that ants seemed to have as well. She was great fun and a good sport, being a scientist, to be on a talk show about animal communication. And I'm thinking she was probably just happy to have another opportunity to educate people about arachnids, because so many of us just squish them when we see them. I happened to buy from the interwebs several years ago a catcher that I just love, and I'll put the link for that in the podcast notes as well. 
I like it so much because number one, it's on a long handle. So nothing up close and personal is necessary for either me or the bug, spider, or moth. And I've caught all three with the catcher. And number two, it's got long filaments on the catching end. So the spider is scooped up and held securely and gently until I can get to my back door and open it to deposit the creature outside once again. Honestly, it's just a brilliant design and fun colors, although I'm sure I care more about that than the spider does. I think it's just a lot more fun if you're having to do this kind of activity than attempting to find a drinking glass and a piece of cardboard or something like that to help you with. Like most animal beings on Earth, tarantulas fulfill a purpose in the predator and prey chain, and their migration-seeking mates on the plains of southeastern Colorado. We do actually have flatland here, in addition to the storied Rockies. is incredibly important to the overall management of the insect population. Because with any decline in the numbers of tarantula means an increase in the numbers of other insects on which they feed. They eat grasshoppers, for instance, which, as any farmer knows, can be absolutely deadly themselves to agriculture. It's such a delicate balance, this partnership on the planet between us all. This is tarantula, pun intended, they say, injecting themselves into the conversation with a bit of a wink. And most humans only see us as beings about which to be frightened. Those same humans, if brought before a council of animals on their actions against us and our brethren spiders, would not be able to mount no more of a defense than they look creepy. Would you stand for that kind of a defense against the murder of a fellow human? We think not. Point taken, tarantula. Point taken indeed. The migration begins when male tarantulas come out from their foot-deep dens and travel up to a mile to find females with whom to mate and have spiderlings. Just recently, there's a movement among activists of arachnids to provide them with underground tunnels similar to the wildlife crossing of highways. You all have seen those perhaps in videos so that their numbers remain consistent and healthy. It's reported that hundreds of tarantulas perish under our cars this time of year, and scientists report that insect populations are declining worldwide. It's only the hubris of humans that this doesn't raise alarm bells, because if they perish, we are fast to follow with whole ecosystems destroyed, upon which we heavily rely. It isn't all fun and games, though, once these males reach their desired mates, because most of them are eaten for food by the females shortly after insemination. Hmm. I see perhaps a new superhero genre of Spider Woman and Hunger Grames kind of mashed together, perhaps. There has also been talk of a very low fence to funnel tarantulas and underground culverts that are already in existence. And the rub for these measures, of course, is money, and that tarantula is not an endangered species. Well, not yet, tarantula begins again, in a rather gravelly, gender-neutral voice. With the rate that humans are actively destroying the planet versus the underwhelming rate that programs are put in place to mitigate these damages, we're all way behind, together. And it is this last word that Tarantula would like to focus on for the rest of their message. As a side note, I know that I said it was going to be travel a few weeks ago. Well, 
I'm just the messenger, and everything energy-related is bound to change. Here now is the rest of the message from Tarantula. Together is the only way forward in the one word that, as we all know, as you are learning about the magic of spelling, resonates the most with our message for you today. Literally no one gets off this planet without affecting each other in small ways, in medium-sized ways, and in ways that you humans cannot possibly begin to understand, with your one-way belief systems clouding your views, your hearts, and your souls. How else can we, as your partners on this planet, show you how to embrace first your own duality and then the duality of the planet in order to reach the shimmering jewel of unity, as all the rest of us have done? At the times like this of our migrations, we understand our role in the whole of things. And maybe that's just it. Rather than reach for pie-in-the-sky aspirations of tunnels for us, would it not be enough to know for the people of a certain area, for instance, in this case, southeastern Colorado, that our migration is taking place? And that simply that knowing of when they travel at night and have it be known or posted on the blacktops of death, you call your highways, that just as you did for other large-game species, tarantulas are migrating. Slow your speed or face a fine for not doing so. This much surely you can do for the one species that as a top predator in the realm of insects, we wield a knife at the throat of whether your crops come in to feed your young. We will either be present to keep grasshoppers, beetles, and cicadas from wreaking havoc on your food supply chains and the livelihood of your farmers, or we won't. You lack such a fundamental understanding of what it truly means to be together on any one thing. Our hope that appears particularly dim at this point in time is that you will reach that place at some point. Perhaps not in our generation or yours, you who are listening today. Time is running out. All we need is you together with us. It seems a relatively simple thing if you can get you out of our way. At least, That's how Tarantula sees it. Thanks for listening today. Leave a review if you're so inspired and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service and to schedule online via www.lazanflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I encourage you to sign up for my quarterly newsletter on my website, where I also post notices for upcoming events, the starting date of courses in the Animals Eye View Academy, and online psychic fairs. Tune in in two weeks' time, where we'll chat about the mixed blessing of anthropomorphism of animals by science. Bless their hearts. <laughs> Turn about is fair play, where it's best, perhaps, that they consult with an expert in the field of animal communication. Hope, in fact, does spring eternal. This has been the Animals Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you.